When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax. It's Al Cole from CBS Radio, and I want to tell you about a Renaissance woman who excels at everything she puts her innovative mind to. And you know, I'm going to start it out like this. What would you say if I told you that I was going to introduce you to a lady who is a very successful business entrepreneur and a world-class creative force as a realtor, interior designer, hosts charity golf tournaments for wildlife, and is the cutting-edge author of the stunning Magical Forces Within? Well, Al, I'd say make the introduction, brother. <laughs> I've just been dying to learn some of all of those things from somebody who sounds like a real magnetic lady. <laughs> well... You're in luck because not only can you learn about the fabulous life accomplishments of this woman, whose name happens to be Rhonda Grant, <laughs> but week in and week out, Rhonda will introduce you to some of the most exciting guests on the planet as she hosts her own awesome podcast, The Rhonda Grant Show, on Contact Talk Radio. Week to week, Rhonda skillfully weaves the magical forces within her with the extraordinary discoveries in the sometimes ordinary lives of her guests who blossom before your very eyes through the guidance and know-how of such a skilled and sensitive host as Rhonda Grant. You gotta check it out. Check out all the action at RhondaGrantAuthor.com. That's RhondaGrantAuthor.com. Com to witness the extraordinary discoveries in otherwise ordinary lives. And I hear some of you asking right now, well, Al, how do you know all this? <laughs> I'll tell you. It's because I weave some of the same magic on my own nationally syndicated show called People of Distinction. It's all about humanity at its best. Every guest with extraordinary things to say about the magical forces within life itself. Get it? So check them out. The Rhonda Grant Show, Extraordinary Discoveries in Ordinary Lives, and People of Distinction, created by me, Al Cole from CBS Radio, now hosted by my amazing son, Benji Cole. You can check out People of Distinction on Apple Music or email me for exciting updates on my music and my books, too, especially Romance for Women on Amazon. Email me at al at alcoholic.com. You heard me right. That's a l at A-L-C-O-L-E-H-O-L-I-C.com. And I really want to thank my CBS radio listeners for coming up with that handle, Alcoholic. <laughs> Seems like from day one, my listeners have been saying, Al, we love what you're doing there, brother. In fact, we're hooked on it. We're Alcoholics. So here we go in classic form with a swing of a golf club as she hosts another charity golf tournament for wildlife and another incomparable Rhonda Grant show. So all together, everybody, here's Rhonda. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Rhonda Grant show right now, and I have many great guests on the show, and I have a great guest coming up. If you've been searching for a deeper meaning in your life, Go to Amazon and pick up my book, Magical Forces Within. You know, we're all ordinary people having extraordinary experiences. And we have a fantastic guest on the show today, Maxine McClellan. 
a singer-songwriter from Carnegie, Prince Edward Island, Canada. And we're going to find out about her extraordinary experiences. Maxine began singing on stage at the age of 11 when she was asked to sing in her dad's band. Since then, she has won talent shows and has received nominations and awards. Maxine is passionate about her music, and it helps heal her and others. During the pandemic, she has played and sang to people around the world right from her kitchen. She does interviews, podcasts, and live performances on numerous venues. She performs solo with her duo partner, Norman Stewart, and a four-piece group, Treble with Girls. Maxine lives with husband, Stephen, and has a daughter, Jessica. Maxine loves to write about the love she has for people and the places in her life. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show, Maxine. Thank you very much, Rhonda, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Was there anyone or anything that helped guided you on the path that you're on right now? Yeah, I would have to say my parents, um, my mom and dad, uh, got me started at the age of 11 in my dad's country band. And um, I was put on the stage on New Year's Eve to a full house and I was it was in a bar and yeah um, yeah I was pretty nervous it was a big deal it was a big deal to me yeah <laughs> year old well yeah it's a big deal anyway to but but to be 11 years old it's even a bigger deal because you see how big the world is when you look out and all those faces are watching you sing um and how did that shape uh, your music? How long did you continue to play? Or sorry, still, how long did you continue to sing? I'm still singing. <laughs> You're still so, singing. Yeah. So so all my life, um, I've been involved with or in music, either nationally, internationally, locally, whatever, you know, whatever form or direction, um, I, I, it led me. I went. Mm-hmm. And who taught you how to play guitar? I'm I'm self-taught. Yes. Yeah. And was it just from watching your dad? Did he play guitar? He did play guitar, but um, no, uh, guitar is it's something. Um, okay, I don't think you can learn it from watching. I think you have to learn it by actually playing. So, um, I mean. I looked up chords and things like that and, and, um, you know, got some books and stuff. And, you know, they say when you, when you know three chords, you can play any country song there is, but not necessarily true. Um, you have to find the right key and, uh, to sing it in. So you have to learn more than three chords. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, sometimes there's more than three chords in a song and, uh, there's also yeah. the handy capo, um, yeah, which I defer to <laughs> a lot. Oh, yes. I mean, uh, many musicians do, right? Yeah. 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 Was there a time uh, in your music career that you moved away from music? Yeah, there was. Um, I, in the, what year was it? 1997. Um I went through a divorce, a separation and divorce, and um, I left the the national scene at that point. I was mm-hmm. very, very close to signing um, 
a label deal and um I had a six year old and I just thought, you know what? The my daughter is way more important to me than any kind of career in any job. So I pulled back, I didn't sign the deal and bought a house um in a neighboring town and my daughter and I moved there and I have never regretted one day of doing that. Oh, of course not. And yeah. what brought you back? That yeah, it takes a lot of courage, doesn't it? It takes a lot of courage to do that. It's um, very scary, it, yes. It's very scary uh when you're heading out on your own with your child. Um and so the less important things um and some important things fall away while you have to um Find a new identity because sometimes when you separate from someone, you are a couple, and then when you are single, um, you have to find yourself again, really. You really do. Um, and I think it defines, you know, the courage that you have and the um, you know, just what you're made of. I think that your your integrity comes out and your as I said, your courage and your, you know, stick to and, um, just making a way for you and your child. Um, <laughs> it's the mama bear mm-hmm. instinct, I think. Oh, yes, it is. And it really, uh, define you, you start defining who you are, what you'll stand for and what you won't stand for. Mm-hmm. And you're fighting for more than just yourself. Now you're fighting for your child as well. Yes, by uh, yourself. By yourself. And so I commend you for that. I mean, it's very difficult. Um, And unless you've been through something like that, it's really hard to grasp how hard that might be. So I really commend you for that. So for that period of time, you went away from your music. I did, yeah. Yeah, playing guitar because you had more important things and matters to take care of. And once that... Uh, you started to feel more comfortable as a single mom with your child. Did you, when did you start going back to music? Well, I guess I always sort of, um, I never really strayed from it locally. I, I did though, like on the national scene, like doing showcases and traveling right. and that sort of thing. Right. TV okay. shows and, you know, uh, charting to radio and those kind of things. But, um, I, I kept my, my, my fingers in the pie around the local scene and um you know I would do benefit concerts for people who needed help um fundraising concerts for organizations or or charities that needed help um and you know paying gigs that um helped me financially a little bit because oh yeah I'm a single mom right so mm-hmm. yeah and um kept my my beast my musical beast fed that way (laughs) yes and when you were on stage playing um what were the top three cover songs that you like to sing or people requested for you to sing that our listeners might know um I used to love and still do uh highway 101 oh okay yeah so I sang and I still do sing Uh a lot of their songs um even somewhere tonight um, the bed you made for me, um, walk and talk and cry and barely beat and broken heart, just um, any of their songs. And 
today I still like doing those live and people love hearing them because they don't get to hear them very often. You know, people don't, as a rule, don't sing a lot of Highway 101. Mm -hmm. Is there any art, any other artists that you like? Um, just trying to uh, think of who, I love Dolly Parton. Mm -hmm. um, what would have been one of the songs that you would have sang that Dolly Parton? I like singing uh, Yellow Roses and, oh, beautiful. Um, and sometimes uh, Jolene. Um, Code of Many Colors are actually recorded with my dad on uh, oh, on one of his albums. Yeah, fantastic. That's wonderful. So, other than music, what do you like to do? I like to read, um, spend time with my family and my daughter and my husband. Um, like to go for walks. I was a big, uh, an avid gym fan. I used to take uh, all kinds of fitness classes. Uh, before I was, I was actually in a, in a head-on collision, uh, oh four years ago this November, mm -hmm. and it was pretty, um, it was pretty bad, pretty nasty, and, uh, they weren't really sure if I was gonna walk again or if, actually my doctor said she, she didn't know how I lived through it because people with my, that sustain the injuries that I sustained usually don't make it. So um, I used to go to the gym a lot before that, but um, now I just do um, low impact stuff like walking and elliptical training, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And how yeah. uh, how long was your recovery back from that? Oh, gosh. So it would be four years ago this November, and... Um, I'm going to say it took about three years because I'm just now starting to feel the way I felt before um, I was in the crash. <clears throat> okay, so physically, uh, the way you used to feel, or emotionally as well? Uh, physically, mm -hmm. yeah. Emotionally, I'll probably never be the exact same. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I know. It's um it, it really stops you in your tracks, doesn't it? Um yeah. I had a I was T boned uh years ago and um it's sorry um, to hear that, Rhonda. Mm-hmm. Well, it's um it's a it's a long road back. I mean, I didn't have anything broke, uh broken in my body. Um, but uh it's the trauma of it, it's the impact of it, it's the suddenness of it. Um, you certainly didn't plan that, and it mm -mm. changes your life in an instant. And when your life is changed in an instant, then you have to come back from that. So, yeah, I'm sorry that uh, you went through that, and um, you had some broken bones uh, that had to heal. I did, yeah. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of broken bones. There was 14 um, from my neck right down to both my legs. Oh, boy. Pretty much everything in between. Mm hmm Boy, I'm sorry to hear that, Maxine. I'm glad you're with us. Thanks, I'm glad to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're listening to the Rhonda Grant Show right now with my guest, Maxine McClellan, singer-songwriter from Prince Edward Island, Canada. How may people connect with you? Uh, they can go to my website, Rhonda, at okay. www.maxinemusic.ca.
Okay. And uh, so there you have it, Maxine Music. Oh, and at your web website, can they download music from there? Yes, uh, they can. They can buy my albums there. Yes. Uh, download the music. Um, you'd have to go to iTunes or or yeah, Spotify for that. Mm-hmm. I know that Spotify I went. Albums. Yeah, I went oh. and I could click on and and hear uh, you singing different songs. Yeah, you can hear samples, I guess, um, of of the songs, and um, uh, hopefully that'll entice people to buy them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, what extraordinary discoveries have you found in your life, Maxine? My daughter showed me um, so much since she's been born. She's taught me so much. Um, it's a the mother and daughter, mother child love is 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 extraordinary. I believe. Um, yes. You know, if, if you're if you're a good mom, and Jessica is my rainbow baby. I I lost a child before Jess was born, and so she's a rainbow baby. Mm. And I I cannot imagine my life without Jess in it. Um, she's taught me so much about the way the world is today, like in her perspective, from her perspective, because I have, my generation is different than hers. And she was brought up in a world, I mean, I brought her up in it, but she learned so much from differently in school than, than we all did. Um, about just for instance, like she went to university for seven years and has two degrees. And I feel like I went to university with her <laughs> because uh, <laughs> she, I took every test with her, prayed every day that she was taking one, her, oh, my yes. mom and, and her. Oh, yes. And um, she graduated on the dean's list, um, but with for both degrees. But she learned, she took psychology and a Bachelor of, of uh, Arts and, and then Bachelor of um, uh, Social Sciences or Social, I guess it's Social Sciences. And she um, she taught me, like, about the different views of different um, lifestyles, okay? Um, okay. Like, um, indi- the indigenous people. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, uh, I know I won't say this right, but the LGBT2, um, and I can't remember all the rest of it, and I apologize to those people listening. Um I'm I look at the older generation, so I can't remember all of that whole line. But all of those people, um, all of all of that group of people, Jess is really an advocate for, and has made me one. Um, just because I wasn't brought up in that, in that, my parents didn't um, they didn't understand different lifestyles, and so it kind of spilled over into my generation and but when Jess's generation came along it it all changed and I'm so happy now that I'm in I'm in the generation where our children are teaching us and we can teach our parents you know if they are still with us um about inclusion and loving and being kind to everyone on the planet so she has taught me all kinds of, oh my gosh, she's just taught me so much, Rhonda. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do. 
And uh, you know, you know, I'm I'm hearing some the same thing in in some podcasts where we talk about inclusivity, uh, we mm-hmm. talk about kindness, and um, you know, and I always say that kindness is so far, it's so outreaching because we don't know when we're kind to someone today, and if that's going to spur them to be kind to someone else, kind to their children and their children then are kind at school. I mean, the act of kindness, I think is underestimated. And I think that if, um, you know, and, and I, and I find too, that uh, the person who is the most is unapproachable is the one who needs kindness the most, the most. They need it the most. And because, you know, a lot of people, they don't want to share their, their life or what hurts them with a lot of people. But I think that if you notice when people, and I'm, I'm speaking to our listeners, if you notice if people are not doing well or that uh, they seem to be unapproachable, sometimes a kind word will change that day for them may change decisions that they had made that they'll unmake. Um, and I think that uh, if we, uh, the stronger ones, can help those types of people, that our world is going to be a better place. It really is. I truly believe in that, and so does my daughter. Um, you know, if we just picked, if everyone in the world picked one person to be kind to, just imagine that small gesture every day. How different the world would be. It, it would change the world. Impact. Mm-hmm. It would change the world. Mm-hmm. It would change the world. And, you know, they do, um, they do World Meditation Day uh, where they meditate on uh, countries that aren't doing as well as we are. And it... Um, they can measure uh, the significance of that meditation. And I think that Oprah Winfrey Winfrey and Deepak Chopra headed up a world meditation day. And um, it's, it's incredible Uh, as human beings, we don't realize that the power that we have to help people uh, even from afar, because our energy uh, is not just in our body. Our energy goes out and around our body. And if we are protecting ourselves, we're protecting our energy, and it's hard for others to feel comfortable around us when we are not living in joy and bliss and our energy is calm and welcoming to others who may pass us by. Um, and they might get a feeling from you that is good, and it might make their day. Sometimes we don't even have to say anything, but really cast our energy out in a good way. I, I truly believe that. Yep, I'm, I'm a big believer in the power of positive thinking, and, and I have all kinds of angel books here, and um, the um, the Law of Attraction books, and yeah, I'm a big believer in in uh, energy fields. That's for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it makes such a, di- a difference. Uh, do you feel that you've been guided on your mission in life or called? Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm referring again back to your music. It doesn't have to be your music. I mean, I, I play music. I have a guitar and, and I've done a lot with music, but I certainly don't do that every day. I've got many things that I do. Um, so with referring to your life, Maxine, do you feel that you've been gifted, um, and, and called to your journey, to your walk? Yes, I do, Rhonda. I truly believe that music was supposed to be something that I did in my life that was meant to help other people in numerous ways. Um, I I don't, I never really felt like this strong a pull from any other of the things that I've done in my life. You know, I've been a youth worker and it was very meaningful work. Yes. But I never felt my, I mean, my heart always went back to music and, you know, I drove a school bus. I, I lived on a farm with a, where I ran a bed and breakfast for years in my first marriage. And I never really felt that that was my calling. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that I'm a great mom. I, I know that I've been told that and, and my daughter is living proof of that. And I'm not, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging or anything like that, but I, I can. You're I just know telling it how, moms. how it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I know what good moms do and I, and I, I know what not so good moms do, uh, because I've, I was a youth worker, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, uh, I feel like being a, being a mom and continuing on with this musical journey is what I, was put here to do, um, and I'm very happy doing both. You know, and being a, a, a wife, of course, to my now husband, who pretty much made me believe in love again. I, I left my first marriage thinking love was kind of a, you know, sham. <laughs> Didn't really believe in it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know with music, and when I play a song, either one that I've written and or one that I'm covering is it gives me a feeling in my body like nothing else has and when you have that uh, feeling that you are performing and you're performing that song and the emotion of that song I think that people really appreciate that and uh, that they love that and that's what they're attracted to and that's why they come out to see you is because they want True. to feel what you are projecting. Yeah, I agree with that statement 100%. Um, I tell my my songs um, as story. Like I sing my songs as stories. I live each line. I'm I'm actually the person who's singing that song. Whoever wrote it, that's I'm taking over that role for that one that one performance that I'm doing and um I'm projecting that role of the person in the song to the people that are listening and that's what I believe makes people relate and um can enjoy the music and and um 
come out to see you, you know, all, mm-hmm. over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I remember one time that, uh, and you and I have talked and, and maybe we talked about this. I'm not quite sure, but I remember that I went to uh, my friend's uh, birthday party. It was outdoors and um, anybody that had guitars were welcome to bring them. And so, of course, I was packing my guitar and um, people request me to um, sing some songs. But uh, I had just learned at that time, I had just learned uh, Traveling Soldier by the Dixie Chicks. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I'm going to try it out. You know, we're among friends here. There was only there wasn't a whole lot of people around. And I sang that song. And there was somebody behind me that was um, really loving that song. And it was she was really appreciating it. And uh, it encouraged me uh, while I was singing that song that somebody who I couldn't see, but I could feel her and I could hear her enjoying that song. And it was at time it was at the time in the party where we uh, were asked to go inside, and there was a person, and I didn't know this person, and he came to me, and he was in the army. He was in the Canadian Army, and he thanked me very much for singing that song. And he really felt that um, it made a difference to him, and it reminded him of being in the army and the loneliness. And uh, so it doesn't matter what song you're singing and the crowd that you're singing in. If you reach one person, just like kindness, if you reach one person, um, and I was flabbergasted. I didn't realize that um, I could affect people through my music. Oh, very much so. And um, that was worth the whole, that was worth it right there Mm -hmm. for you to sing that song. Oh, that's, yes. That's what it's meant to do. Mm-hmm. And do you want uh, to sing any of the songs that you've written? Are your songs, uh, are they stories? Yeah. Um, every song that I that is on my album, my newest album, is one that I wrote or um, or co-wrote. And I only wrote, I only co-wrote two, actually, one and a half. Um, the rest are all, all mine. And they're either about people or people in my, my life or places in my life that I live and love. Um, so yes, I, the story is behind, like for instance, uh, there's a song on there called without you. And yes. that is the song that I wrote after my mom passed. Uh, I had never, ever felt those kinds of feelings before they were all new to me. Um, the, uh, it's about, you know, losing her mm-hmm. and how, you know, the the minutes, the hours, the days, the weeks, um, how I felt during and the kind of the transitions I was going through. Um, so the first couple of verses in it are very relatable to everyone. Um, you could take any really kind of situation, a love, a love, uh, losing a love. Um, you know, a breakup. But the third verse takes you right into mom's hospital room where it mentions um, the person of the cloth, like our priest. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a fiddler there playing. Mom loved the fiddle. And we also had Dolly Parton going in the background. Dolly was one of her favorite singers, her favorite singer. 
and um, all of us were there surrounding her at her bedside and um, my best friend or one of my best friends was across the hall from mom's hospital room in the chapel which was pretty fitting because mom was a devout Catholic and Sheila was in there in the chapel with her two little girls who are like children, like our children. And they're really, really close to us. Mm -hmm. And the oldest was on her knees and she looked up at her mom. She said, mom, what shall I, you know, what, what do I ask God for? And my mom had COPD. So we were expecting a really um, harsh uh, passage for mom but that never happened um mom was a true mom right to the end and she was having nothing of uh, her children seeing her struggles so she died very peacefully but brenna um had asked her mom that question and and she was said just ask for ask god to help mimi breathe easy and all of that was unfolding at the same time, Rhonda. That's as mom, when mom was passing. Wow. That is so powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because you're right. Um, there are some unkind deaths that people do have um, because of breathing issues. Um, well, that's wonderful yeah. that she was praying at that same time. So um, can I ask you how... Is it very difficult for you to sing a song like without you uh, when it holds so meaning? Is it hard for you to keep your own emotions intact while you're singing it? Um, so after I wrote it, I, I no longer struggled with mom's death. Okay. Um, it's cathartic, yeah. I think cathartic, it was, yeah. I think it, yeah, it was a, it, it was very much healing for me. And I was really proud to sing it because I knew mom would be proud. I, so when I sing it, when I talk about it, it's harder than when I sing it. Yeah. Out. You're used to singing it though. And you've put that in compartmentalized that. Um, in order I to do to. that, but it is harder to talk about it. And we don't need to talk about that. Um, if that's difficult for you, um, I know it's difficult anytime to lose a loved one. Um, but, uh, the fact of the matter and the teaching, uh, to our listeners, if you've been through, uh, went through a death of a mom, a dad, a grandparent, or anyone in your life, even if you don't write songs like Maxine does or artists do, even if you journal about that, it helps you with the recovery process. It helps you also to say the things that you hadn't said that you want to say um, in order to heal uh, from the loss that you're experiencing in your life. Because the thing is, is that we are, we all are energy and we miss uh, I, I had a woman that I knew um, a long time ago who lost her three-year-old son. And she said the hardest thing oh. for her is that she would never get that feeling back again of being hugged by her son. Oh. That's a really tough thing. But if you journal, if you write a song, if you write poetry, 
whatever venue you can do to heal yourself and speak uh, to the person and to that energy that you're losing, have lost, look for and want more of, it it really can help you. So it, it absolutely can. Mm-hmm. And these are very, very tender times um, uh, that we've shared here, Maxine. And I am so pleased that you've come on the show. Can you let our audience know again where they may reach out, where they may find you, book you, um, uh, or in, uh, and if you if they want a CD, would you be able to mail them a CD? Oh, absolutely. Yes, uh, you can message me. Uh, my email is um, Maxine at MaxineMusic.ca. I'm on Facebook as Maxine McLennan. Um, you can download my tunes from Spotify or iTunes. You can uh, go to my website. I'd be more than happy to uh, mail you a CD from there. You can purchase it right on right on the site, and I'll get a notification, and I'll send the um, the uh, CD out to you. Um, I would love it if you emailed me though, and or messaged me um, on Messenger. I'd like to, you know, have a little bit of a conversation and get to know a tiny little bit about the person that's listening to me, because um, everyone that does is is um, important to me. Anybody that supports me is very important to me. So I like to, you know, connect a little bit with them. So any of those, any of those places I'm, I'm, you know, on social media all the time. I have my phone on me all the time and I'm connected that way as well. Well, and one of the other things that you uh, do, and we mentioned it in, I mentioned it in uh, the introduction for you is that you, uh, sit in your in your kitchen and you turn the video on and you play a song to your audience which you have many followers uh songs and uh people listen and and through the pandemic you found this uh to be a really good venue for you i did i really did (laughs) and you're enjoying it yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, kind of, you know, there's a lot of really bad things about COVID and there still are a ton of really bad things, but there's a lot of really good things came out of it. Um, people were kinder to one another. People were uh, more tolerant. Um, artists like myself found venues online that supported us. Um, like the ultimate online Nova Scotia kitchen party. I go on there and or live from my own Facebook page and share it to all of these other music venues. I've been, let me see, I've been on music sites from Australia to England to Ireland, Scotland, um, uh, different places in the U.S. I think California, I did a, a podcast with a guy from California. Um, I'm doing another uh, show tonight online at um, 9 o'clock with, um Rebecca's musician Palooza and um she supports indie artists and I'm gonna play a couple of songs live there with her tonight. So yes, I was at home uh during lockdown and my husband was he works uh he's a he's a um 
uh, a trades worker in Alberta. So he's rotational and he couldn't get home for like almost eight weeks. Oh, he usually does two and two. So he's there for two and home for two. So I was here alone, um, going out one day a week, like we were told to do, just to get mail, get my groceries, um, any medication that I might need or whatever I needed at the drugstore. And um, that's what I did. I followed those rules. So the days became really long for me, and mm-hmm. nobody was visiting. Um, we did some phone calls and Skype, things like that, and, and FaceTimes, but not the same and I watched a lot of tv and wrote some songs and then I got thinking you know what I need a purpose to to I need a purpose because these days are too long and it's too quiet so I went online live a couple of times did two or three songs and um more people kept joining all the time and then I found a couple of these music venues so I went on there and uh, more people kept joining and mm-hmm. the comments kept coming and I started doing more songs and staying on longer until I was up to an hour, sometimes over an hour, and it would take me another hour and a half to click like or message back all the people that had commented because I, I will do that every single time. I'll like back what they've said or if they've asked a question, I'll answer it. Um, I sold a lot of CDs that way. and. It became a, you know, people, <laughs> like, when are you going back on? When are you doing this again? And yeah, so it became a little thing. And they I looked forward getting, to it. Yeah, they looked forward yeah. to it. And, and musician people with, like yourself, like, that have podcasts and shows started getting in touch with me. And would I do this? And would I do that? And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is great. Yeah. This is a whole new world for me. Can you spell your yeah. name for uh, the listeners? Because they're going to spell McClellan incorrectly, probably, just like I've done a couple okay. of times. So Maxine, M-A-X-I-N-E. And can you spell your last name? Yep. M as in Mary, A-C as in cloud, L-E-N-N as in no, no, A-N as in no. There you go. N-A-C-L-E-N-N-A-N. There you go. Uh, Thank you so much for being a guest on my show, Maxine. It was wonderful to learn more about you and and touch on some subjects that I know that the listeners um, may be able to relate to themselves. And uh, for that, uh, they are very appreciative of that. So thank you very much for joining me. Well, Rhonda, it's been a, a true pleasure um, getting to know you over these past uh, few days and, and whatnot. I feel like we're kind of kindred spirits here. Um, there's one thing, if I have time, I would yes. like to add to the conversation that we had about my mom there. Yes. Um, just to anyone who's listening, if you get the chance, if chance is the wrong word, if you get the um, privilege of being with your parent or someone significant in your life at their time of death, and it is a privilege, um, always tell them thank you. Whisper in their ear. If they're not coherent, that's fine. My mom passed away after we had said thank you to mom for being the great mom that she was and teaching. I, that's what I leaned in, and I and I 
I thanked her in her ear and I thanked her for being a great mom to me and teaching me everything that she could. Um, because when my dad passed, we didn't get that opportunity. It was quick and mm -hmm. he died in his, in his room at a nursing home, uh, while I was standing up and I thought I was going to have some time with my dad to thank him as well. And, and, you know, because there's things in life as parents and children that you want to apologize for or you want mm -hmm. to thank them for. So mm -hmm. um, if you have the privilege to do that, don't 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 wish to wash away the privilege. Take it and and embrace it. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for that. That's very good advice. Thank you so much. Theme song coming up for the Rhonda Grant show, Sun on the Water, is composed and performed by my friend John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com.